The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the City of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's Royal Visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. Yes, he's in the intensive care ward at Our Lady of the Worthless Miracle. You should have been pulled in the front room. They have faith in you. You should have been pulled in the fifth, but they had faith in you. And you. You are now locked in the latest edition of the Hey, it's Enrico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast, presented by RotoFanatic.com. Check out RotoFanatic's new podcast on the RotoFanatic content channel. The Rota Fanatic Half Hour Variety Show, hosted by Michael Gauvier, featuring a host of Rota Fanatic Analyst. The Rota Fanatic Content Channel on all available podcast platforms. It's episode 122. Join your hosts, Christopher Deary and Michael Gauvier, as they do what they do best the Palazzo Podcast. It's September 1st. That means the call-ups are happening. But what kind of call-ups can we expect? Will it be like the old days when they used to have 12 more spots available? Now these days, it's only 28 roster spots available. So it's going to be a small dose. Either way, Govi and Deary are stoked to talk about fantasy baseball. It's been a hell of a season, and the Plaza Podcast Invitational is coming to a close. We have a trophy lined up. And Richard Sands is very likely going to be the winner this year. Two little mice fell into a bucket of cream. Have you heard that one before? On today's Blasio podcast, we're going to break down two different players at a time to decide which one we should keep heading into the 2022 offseason. It's going to be intense. It's going to be so much fun. It's going to be everything you ever wanted. Because when two mice fall into a bucket of cream, only one of them can turn that cream into butter and walk out alive. So settle in for one of the best episodes of the Plaza Podcast yet. And don't worry, because we'll be bringing you episodes through the end of the season and into the offseason. We'll never let you down here at the Plaza Podcast. Take it away, boys! Hey, can you see me? Can you see us? Can you hear us? I'm Michael Govier. He's Christopher Deary. It's the Palazzo Podcast. 2L2. You talk. Give me two. 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 Woo woo. Two. It's September 1st, Deary. It's the final month of the baseball season. Well, technically, it ends in October, but this is like, this is it, man. What do you think? We yeah, fantasy wise and like head to head leagues, you got like three, four weeks left. Playoffs start in a lot of different leagues next week. So, uh, yeah, we're geared up here towards the end. God, it's gone by fast. Where did the time go, dearie? Where have we been? Who are we? How did we get here? What is the point of life? Thank you, Jesus! We're all going to die at some point, right? No, just relax. Think about Christ. He's there for you. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. All right, Plaza Podcast. We got a show for you. Me and Deary are going to talk about a few different things. We're going to talk about the Plaza Podcast Invitational Standings. We're going to have a trophy. We've come together on a trophy arrangement. We'll keep you posted on that. Hopefully, it'll be done in time by the end of the season so we can give it to Richard Sands, who will very likely be our winner, barring <laughs> some type of miracle, right? Well, it's been domination for months now. I think he took over first place probably early June, and he has held on to that since since he took over. So, uh, obviously, I'm still down bottom of the barrel. I, I kind of checked out for the last few weeks here. <gasps> Oh yes, God. it's it's possible. People check out in fantasy. Oh, yeah. well, I'll tell you this, man. It's not easy in the stretch run when your team sucks and you <laughs> feel like you got nothing to live for. That's why fantasy football takes over and dominates. People start focusing on their team. Hey, fantasy football is here to save me. Thank you, fantasy. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. I, I did my first fantasy football draft the other night uh, on Monday. I had done zero research. I, I just listened to podcasts all day just to kind of figure out what was going on. And uh, I don't know. My team probably sucks. But who knows? It's football. It's still a crapshoot. Come on, man. You know what? You've, you got to be careful there. If you're not prepared, you might fall behind and look like a fool, man. You gotta check yourself, man. Seriously, when it comes to fantasy football, check yourself before you wreck yourself, okay? Well, my focus is these two fantasy leagues where I'm I'm going for titles. That's what that's what I'm going Title for. Time! I sure hope so. I've I've made some moves. I've made uh, some jump in the standings. Looks like I'm gonna be in the playoffs in both these leagues, and we'll just see what happens here. I'm Try to get the right pitching matchups for next week. I pride myself and think of myself as a a man of faith. <laughs> Don't do it. As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be a home run. And Castellanos. And so that'll make it a 4, four nothing, nothing ball game. Ball game. I heard Nick Castellanos had a big check today. Yeah, he had a big day. He had a grand slam, and he had six RBIs within the first two innings. That's exciting. Yeah, check that bat. Oh, who's cheating? Got you. Doing some cheating. Sometimes you got to do some cheating. That's how it goes, dude. Cheating. <laughs> doing some cheating. <laughs> oh, he's a friend. Shout out to our friend Jay out there. Hope he's doing well. He doesn't listen to this. Show. Uh, I wouldn't expect him to. He doesn't like baseball, but yeah, he, he like sports, like really. He's a disc golf guy. Yeah, he's turned into Jeff Danes, the fucking disc golf psycho. I cannot believe it. I'm still I'm still kind of blown away by that, but uh, yeah, there's worse things to be dedicated to. I will say that. Sure. He's outside being active. Hey, you're outside being active, Jay. Good for you. Doing some cheating? I hope you're not. But you did invent the terminology, so <laughs> you cheat. That's the perfect cover. Well, I invented the term. Why would I do with cheating? You know, I invented, I invented cheating. <laughs> it's an alibi. It's a fucking alibi, man. You better run a check. Anyways, we're going to talk about the Plaza Invitational, the, the trophy, new followers. We'll do the catch of the day. We'll talk about September call-ups. Name that runner-up Fabid, which is always a fun game to play. We're still playing it, believe it or not. I got a lot of leagues that are still rolling along. My main event, TGFBI. Uh, hmm. Oh, the tag team league that me and Eric Cross are in first place still. So that's the one we're trying to lock down for sure. Eloy Jimenez has been a huge boost for us, which has been fantastic. And we'll talk about <laughs> uh, two players, two keepers. Two guys that you might decide, hey, should I keep this person or this person? As we head into the 2021 offseason, 2022 offseason, 2022 season, whenever that will be. Because don't forget, there's a CBA nightmare that nobody's talking about right now. Nobody's talking about it. But it's coming, right, Deary? As soon as the season ends, that's all everyone's going to talk about. I think everyone's just trying to enjoy this last month and this excellent race that we're going to have for the wild cards. And you know, 
hopefully a fantastic playoff. And then the letdown will begin. And reason will prevail. Reason will prevail. Reason will not prevail. This is the CBA. This is Major League Baseball. This is the MLBPA. These people are pissed. There's a lot of tension. It's like a marriage that is just totally over. You know it's over. They know it's over. But due to religious reasons, you can't get a divorce. So you're trying to figure out, well, how can we, uh, you know, salvage this son of a bitch? Because we're not getting divorced. Could we have separate partners? No. Well, you kind of can. You could have minor league, and you could have the Atlantic League, where the independent ball, where you try out different things like they are with the 61-and-a-half-foot mound and the uh, DH switcheroo, which if you pull. Do you know how that one works in the Atlantic League, where you pull the DH? Or you pull your starting pitcher, you lose your DH for the game. Have you heard about that one? No. It's for real. It's a real thing. So that's fine. They can, do, they, they can do all that wacky stuff in the minors. As long as they don't change shit in the majors too much, I'll be okay. Huh? What'd you say? I tell you what, they move the mound back, I'm done. Really? Yeah, I'm done. I won't watch baseball. But they did again. it before. This is before we were born, they did it, dearie. Yeah, but it's the perf it's the perfect spot now. Don't don't keep doing it, man. I'm not I'm not for it. I don't know if I can concur with that, man. I don't know. Dr. Harris. Yes? Do you concur? Uh, concur with what, sir? With what Dr. Ashland just said. Do you, do you concur? No, I don't. I can't concur with what Deary just said. Dr. Deary's a wise man. He knows baseball. But if they move the mound back, I'll adjust to it. And then I'll gamble on it and win money. I mean, fantasy <laughs> baseball. Fantasy baseball's gambling. Everybody out there knows it. You know it's not a secret. It's for all the nerds who like to gamble in private. No! You're all out there. I know what you're doing. You all know what you're doing. Yeah, they have fucking A right. They know what they're doing. So we'll cover all that stuff. I'm really looking forward to that last segment, though. We're going to talk about guys that you're struggling. We're talking about the back end of your keeper leagues. Like if you're in a 10 team, 10 team, 10 player, 12 player, 15 player, uh, not full on dynasty, but the keeper leagues. The keeper leagues get lost in the shuffle, and we want to make sure that we cover that. We've talked about them before during the season, but it's been a minute, and you guys deserve the time and energy. So we're going to give it to you because that's what you want. And, yeah, it's going to be a great show. Uh, I'm over at Fantrax now, too, by the way. I'm doing Fantrax work for football. I might, I'll might i do a little bit of baseball, too, but I I kind of went over there for the football stuff because fantasy football starting up, and I need a place. I need an outlet, Deary. Yeah, you need a home squad right now. Congratulations again, man. That's an awesome opportunity. Some great people over there at Fantrax. So uh, upward and onward, my friend. Yay! I'm also at the AAA team, too. So I'm working with... Mendy, our guys, man. our pals there. Yeah, we love the AAA crew. Yeah, yeah. Friends of the pot. Friends of ours. Friends of yours. This is a friend of mine. This is a friend of ours. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. In fact, I did my first video for Triple Play over the weekend, and it was on Ramondre Stevenson. He's getting all the hype and all. Do you know who Ramondre Stevenson is, dear? He's on uh, the, the Patriots, correct? That's right. See, you yeah. still know sports. Yeah, Very good. I know, I know. yeah. Nice job. I wasn't sure you might get that one. Yes. No, he, I, yeah, I know. Sony Michelle is gone now there. And you got you got White and the other guy and uh, Mac Jones is starting quarterback. Now I know a little bit, man. I know a little bit what's going on. Well, there's also Brandon Bolden. He never leaves either. So yes, James White, Brandon Bolden. Uh, this is a friend of mine. They're all there. So it's going to be exciting. I'm looking forward to doing more videos for Triple Play. It'll focus on a lot of the football stuff. Might even do basketball once basketball gets rolling. I love all this shit. I just don't focus it on here. The Palazzo Podcast, two L's, two Z's. Utah. We do fantasy baseball Give me two. here. And maybe, you know, we started, for those of you that don't know, some of you <laughs> do know, we started as the Sharp Idiots back in September of 2019. Me and Deary and Jamie, our friend Jamie. It was actually a three-person show, right? Sure was. Yep, right up there in your guys' apartment. Yeah, it was a great name. Sharp Idiots. I 
I really thought it was a great name, but then we we switched to baseball in January of 2020, and I said, let's go with the Plaza Podcast, which Deary thought was stupid, and it was. It is stupid. <laughs> it's a stupid name. But I warmed up to it pretty quick. I love it now. It's a dumb name. I admit it. it We'd probably be, frankly, we'd probably be bigger. We'd probably have a little bit more pub if we had like a simpler baseball name. But I wouldn't have it any other way because this represents who we are. No, I agree. I actually think we got somewhat more of a following because of the name of this podcast because it is so unique. No shit. Utah. Well, we wouldn't wouldn't have the Gary Busey drop without it. The show would not be the same without two L's, two Z's. So thank you guys for a wonderful year. Might as well say it now. It's been a big, big, huge year for us. Last year was our rookie season. This year was our sophomore slump. But no, we have absolutely grown. I, in fact, looked at the numbers the other day, dear, yesterday. And I was actually shocked by the amount of downloads we have now. We're really making some headway and we're growing. And we've had a absolutely a rock-solid follow-up to our debut year. Yeah, I would say we've done, what, maybe 100 episodes this year? I mean, that's incredible. Holy shit. Really? Sounds about right, yeah. I don't even know, man. Yeah, I don't <laughs> even know, man. I think we're at episode 161. Straight cash, homie. That sounds awesome. No, we're, Oh, you're including all the World Series ones we did last year, too. Yeah. Remember that with the uh, bracket? Because we didn't label those as numbered. So technically, this is episode 122, but you're right. It's really more like 160-something. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Deary is correct. You are correct, sir. Yeah, we did some uh, dumb shit last year, but we had no idea what was going on, man. We're rooks. Ha <laughs> ha! There it is, from my guy, direct from the source. I love Deary. We got that from the source. <laughs> there, there you are. You got some new drops this week. I'm digging it. Yeah, I'm just going ape shit on the drops. <laughs> yeah, we, we probably don't have many episodes left, at least you know before the end of this season, so let's just go hog wild here. I agree. You know, nothing pisses me off more than when you're in jail and people are talking shit in the holding tank. You know what I mean? I've been there. I hate motherfuckers claiming that they folding bank, but steady talking shit in the holding tank. Don't do it. It's not cool. Don't fold bank and then talk shit in the holding tank. People will bust your ass for it. Trust me. All right. Uh, so where are we? Uh, oh, tr- yes. Russell says true. Thank you, Russell. Good to see you, my friend. Make sure you always follow Russell. He's the best follow in the business. And you can check out the old episode he did with us, which is not that old at all. August 5th. He was on the Plaza podcast. Uh, we'll probably do one more episode per week, me and Deary, until the season ends. And then we'll sit down and have our off-season plan because we got to, you know, it's been a great year, like we said, but we got to do it better. We got to take it up to another level for next year, right, Deary? Yeah, we'll do some housekeeping at the end of the season, look at some of our projections and predictions and where we failed and where we succeeded. And then it's get into getting close to winter meetings. And we're not going anywhere. We will be here all off-season for you, as long as Mike has the time with this fancy football stuff going. Oh, come on. The Palazzo Podcast will always be a priority in my life. Oh, I'll never, oh never that warms my heart. Yeah, I mean, it's not like I'm getting paid millions to do what I do. This show <laughs> is our baby. We've built this thing from the ground up, and Palazzo Podcast is going to be a major part of your fantasy baseball experience going forward. I'm excited. I'm excited about it. Woohoo! Yippee! Ha-ha! Yay! All right. Uh, so we covered that. Uh, this is also brought to you by rotofanatic.com. Don't forget that. We have a new podcast at Rotofanatic called The Half Hour Variety Show. We want you to check it out. You can follow our show on the content channel. This is at the Rotofanatic content channel. It's on all standard podcast platforms. Rotofanatic content channel. Check that out. We got a new episode coming out tomorrow. It's basically just a potpourri, a hodgepodge from everybody at Rotofanatic. A little bit of this, a little bit of Carmen Arano, a little bit of Paul Mamino, a little bit of Matt Williams, a little bit of Mike Carter, a little bit of everybody. And then it's a half hour less, so it's very quick and simple, but it basically covers everything. And in a world 
of too much information, dearie. I mean, we have a shitload of info these days. It's hard to keep track. This is the kind of show that can really help you organize and keep things simpler and quick and to the point. Oh, it's a smart idea. Quick 30 minute uh, segments, you know, get as much information out there as possible and stuff that's relevant to where we are in the season, which I absolutely dig. So another great, great addition to the Roto Fanatic Network. Woohoo! Yay! I'm excited about that. And of course, there's more to come. So stay tuned on that one. Who knows what we'll do next? Who knows what the next episode will be, the next experience? We are going to have Joe Gentile on next week's show. Uh, Joe's a great follow. He knows fantasy baseball, and he's a great dude. He's had a hell of a life, a hell of a life. And if you're into mental health and being supportive of it, make sure you check out the First Day Pod episode he was on a couple of months ago. Check out at First Day Pod on all standard issue platforms, just like this, and you can find me and Leanne, my girlfriend. We're doing new episodes every Sunday night at 8 p.m. It's a great show. It's very important, and that's how I feel about it. And Joe's a great guy, seriously, like, when he told me, he told us about his life on that episode. It's fucking bananas. It's incredible that he is where he is today. I'm not even bullshitting you. I'm giving you the straight dope. Yeah, you know, it's really important when people can open up on a platform like you guys have at the first pod, be a little vulnerable. And it really connects with so many other people that have are going through struggles now or have gone through struggles through the past and have seen the other side. So Certainly an excellent, excellent pod you got over there at First Day. Shout out to Leanne. Shout out to you guys. Anybody else who has not checked out this pod, it's it's a great listen. Yeah, A couple shout-outs. By the way, shout-out to Alberto Mondesi. Just hit a home run. He's back, <laughs> and he hit a home run. Congratulations to Alberto Mondesi contributing to possible fantasy championships right now. Can you believe it? A guy that's just been an absolute wasteland all year. Everyone's just been regretting taking him top 20. Some people took him in the first round. And hell, he might come back here and uh, be healthy and help lead you to a championship. So if you've been able to be patient, scoop him up left and right, or you've had him all year long, hell, who knows, man? This is how this shit goes, dearie. Guy misses all year long. But if you hang on to him or you were able to pick him up, depending on the type of league you're in, Mm -hmm. You can still win a title with this guy. Even though he's a train wreck, he's got power, he's got speed, he just can't stay healthy, and it's already been verified by his own GM. So it's a buzzkill, but it's not a buzzkill to win a fantasy title. Money! Yeah, it's it's like my Blake Snell. I've held, held on to him all season. He's had two amazing starts in a row, and he's just pushing me up the standings. I love it. Well, it's business time here at the Plaza Podcast. Blake Snell threw seven innings of no-hit ball and was pulled, dearie. Blake Snell has been... The absolute target of a ton of criticism this year, but he's been playing well lately. He's been heating up, and it was shades of what happened in the World Series last year when he got pulled (laughs) uh, by Kevin Cash in the sixth inning, I think it was. This was Jace Tingler pulling him in the seventh inning last night, but he had pitched 120-some-odd pitches the start before, so they didn't want to risk him, and they pulled him. Yeah, look, you're playing a shit team. Uh, last night, you need this guy for the stretch run here. They're trying to make the playoffs here. Obviously, they're, it's going to have to be the wild card because they're way too far out. It's going to have to be the second wild card at best as well. So, you know, right yeah. now, I still think they're chasing Cincinnati. So you need you need Snell to not overpitch and not throw too many pitches and be able to get to that next start uh, so they can use him down the stretch. And, hell, they might even need him for the playoffs, especially with you, Darvish, who looked like trash again today. I think he's having some issues with that back again, and I think they may have rushed him back. I think he's toast. I saw a great tweet on Twitter today. I wish I could give credit to the tweeter, but so many tweets just fly by your feed all day long. How are you supposed to keep track of all of them? But I do know what the tweet said. It said, 
Darvish has a 588 ERA since May 31st. That's insane. So he's not since healthy. May. He's not healthy then, obviously, right? No. no. Oh, Russell says, Deary, I thought you were done with Snell. I've been pouring out my 40 for you every time he aces. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I never dropped him. I gave him one last start, and I think he went like five and gave up three, but he struck out like nine. Sat him a couple starts in a row. I have just held on to him this whole time because there really wasn't any other options of who could replace him in my rotation. I got some other guys that were doing real well, but I tell you what, Russell, he's helping me out right now, so I did not give up on the man. <laughs> Oh, Russell, you're so funny. I love that. Keep Deary honest. Keep us honest. Keep all of us honest. Keep it true, Deary. Keep it legit. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. That's something you need to know. All right, so as far as the standings go, it's Richard Sands to win the Plaza Invitational. Just want to remind you guys, he's going to win it. I don't know how he fails at this. Uh, there's some other guys, though, that are going to win the individual leagues, which is nice. So even though you won't win the overall trophy, cash. People do like cash, Deary, right? That still matters. Yeah, Cash is king. Cash is king. And as far as the overall goes, you're not going to catch Richard Sands. Good run. The guy in second place is not going to catch him either, and that's Yancey Eaton. We love Yancey, one of our favorites. But, Yancey, it's going to take a miracle for you to pull this one off, I believe. But, oh, wait. Oh, shit. Is this in the – oh, God. This is in the individual league. (laughs) Hang on. Overall, oh, he is a second overall. My bad. Okay. Oh, so top two from the same league, huh? Yeah, but it's 529 points to 464. That's a huge gap for the overall. I just don't see. I love you, Yancey. You know I love you very much. And Michael Simeone, SB Streamer, he's in fourth place. He's going to win the individual league. Ryan Ireland is in fifth place. And he talked about this on Twitter the other day. We were chatting about the Palazzo Invitational. He was <laughs> fifth overall, but third in his league, which <laughs> sucks. Because you're doing so well overall, but you're third in your own league because you're playing with the best of the best. It's buzzkill. Sorry, Ryan. <laughs> we still love you too, Ryan. If you, in case you don't know, we love all you guys. We love all you very much. Woohoo! Yippee! Hey, 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 I love you guys. Let's make some Palazzo shirts with just all the guys we love. I know. We'd never it's gonna have to be team. one of them like extra long like kid nightgown shirts. The amount of people we'd have to put on. Never made a damn shirt. We had a great, lot of great shirt ideas. At least we're making the fucking trophy. So I can live with that. I can live with that. That's cool. Well, this will be part of next year's off-season uh, off marketing. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. But it doesn't matter. Because doing the show and learning about baseball, I am such a better player. Do you think you're a better player now as a fantasy player than you were a year ago? That's an interesting question. I feel like at the start of the season, I think I was just bombarded with so much information from all of the analysts that we had on and I did so much deep diving than ever before that I felt like at the start, it kind of hindered me during my drafting. Um, I think it's evened out. Uh, I think a couple leagues, I just got unlucky. Um, TGFBI league has been terrible all season. Uh, Palazzo league has been terrible (laughs) all season. I think a lot of that did have to do with drafting early and then, you know, a lot of injuries and unluckiness early on. I've kind of checked out here the last few weeks, but some of my other leagues I've, the one thing it's been able to keep me engaged with, especially with us doing the pod, being fully engaged on Twitter, reading everything that all these analysts are throwing out, is that it's been able to me, have me stay ahead of the game with making pickups, evaluating trades. So some of my other leagues I've done really, really well in, and I feel like um, I've made some championship moves. So uh, I Yay! don't – I'd have to say yes, yes. This, this has made me a better player. Hmm. Okay, well, I'll take your word for it. I know that I'm a better player just because I've thought so much about my analysis 
and my strategy and everything that has to do with this game. Not just players and knowing the player pool. That's standard issue. But I'm talking about looking at things from a new angle. Head-to-head, points, roto, best ball. Knowing what your best league is, too. What's your best format? I think I know what my best format is now. Deary, do you think you have a handle on the format that you should probably be playing the most? I think it's always going to be head-to-head for me. Um, it's the most, Really? Yeah, it, it, it's the most fun I have, mainly because all my head-to-head leagues are just leagues that I've been in for years. And I know kind of the strategies of many other people in those leagues. It's guys that I can banter back and forth with. I am glad that I moved into, you know, a best ball league this year, a roto league. So I'm excited to get that started again next year um, and keep learning on those. Cause I hadn't played, especially a roto league. I hadn't played in so many years, which I do really, really like. And I know it's, you know, in a way, a much more fair way to play than head to head. I enjoy head to head the most. Um, I enjoy playing with a lot of people I know, but also some of these other leagues, I've gotten to know a lot of new people that I'd never met before. And, you know, you step into the, you know, some of these leagues with the big boys that are, you know, on podcasts and writers and all this stuff, they're going to know just as much, if not more than you, but Hey, in the end, the ball still has to, has to shake out a certain way for uh, you to become a successful player. Uh, but if you bombard yourself with as much information as possible, you can set yourself up for success when you get into any type of league. Yeah, I think I'm done with DC's draft champion type leagues, which is what the Plaza Podcast Invitational basically is. We still love to do an NFBC style. It's just going to be a different one. I don't think it's for me. I don't, I don't want to do them anymore. I wouldn't touch it with the 10-foot pole. It's just not something that I think I'm best at yeah i agree ice cube i wouldn't touch it at all so there it is uh we've learned we're growing we're still learning what have you guys learned this year let us know in the live stream share your comments with us we love to talk turkey with you guys and we want to say thank you to our new followers on twitter we got some interesting followers such as um i'm not making this up some people would think oh govier just saying bozo phrases again this is very real so i want you to know you can follow these people just like me Oh, how about <laughs> Bobo the Angsty Zebra? <laughs> I'm not kidding. Is, is this a WWE character from the 80s? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. It does sound like it. Uh, at Bobo Angsty is how you can follow Bobo the Angsty Zebra. Thanks for following us, Bobo. It's great to know you. Uh, we got Helmet Cormalis who followed us. Helmet got into us because of the prospect show we've been doing every Monday. That's with Phil Goyette. You can follow Phil on Twitter at Phil of Sports, P-H-I-L. He's a great follow. He knows prospects. We do a half hour or less, and then we get the hell out of there. That's it. Really quick show, a lot of fun, and you guys love prospects. So if you're horny for prospects, that's your show. Trust me. Bobo and Helmet. Yeah, these are real. I mean, you can't make this shit up. I told you. And then Gordon Buttersticks with an X. It's not real. I'm I love you, these Twitter people... handles. I, I I need to be more uh, inventive than C Deary nineteen ninety nine. I told you that people think I'm making this shit up, like Jim Burger Sitter. You know, <laughs> this is Gordon Buttersticks, and you can follow Gordon at Gordon Butter STX. I'm changing mine to Perfero. <laughs> Perfero. I will say this: Gordon doesn't seem to have anything going on in his feed, so it could be a bot, and that's disappointing. But such a great name. I'm going to let it slide. Also, Steve Conley. That sounds like a real name. He's a teacher, grad student, coach, ex-Division One outfielder and pitcher, by the way, at Hofstra. Good for him. Good to know you, Stephen Conley. And shout out to UK Mets of NYC. Huge New York Mets fan from the UK. Passionate about all things baseball and the MLB. Let's fucking go Mets. 
By the way, Deary, what did you think about the Mets showdown with the fans this couple days ago? People are pissed. Kevin Pillar, Francisco Lindor, and Javi Baez. By the way, Javi. Everything is, bl- everything is blowing up there. Yeah, they're just pissed because they're losing. And I actually think it's cool when players are authentic. They give a thumbs up. Or they give a thumbs down to the fans that were cheering them because they've been booed so much and yeah. they were sick of it. I think it's fresh. I like authenticity, even if it causes a problem. Yeah, I'm not bothered by it. I mean, I, and maybe it'd be different if I was a Mets fan. I mean, if you're a Mets fan, you're pretty fucking pissed. I mean, you had a terrible first half, yet you were in first place. Like at the All-Star break, I believe they're in first place and they had a negative run differential. You go out, you make some moves, you get Baez. Obviously, DeGrom's been out for a bit now. And yep. You know, I mean, Javi Baez is such a polarizing character and baseball player. And you know, when you're in New York, I mean, you got to be able to perform. I know it's over here in, in Queens, but look, man, I, I got no problem with players showing showing their hearts on their sleeves. And uh, if they're upset with the fans, go ahead and do it. But there's going to be some repercussions when you do that. So it'll be interesting to see what happens in this offseason. I think everything's going to get blown up. Feel feel bad for some of our brethren that are big Mets fans. You know, guys like Matt Williams out there. It's probably been a rough season for them. But, uh, uh-huh. you know, we'll, we'll see what happens here in, in the offseason with, with, with the old uh, Miracle Mets. Matt Williams doesn't get frustrated with the Mets because he always expects the worst. So if it's just going to be status quo with the Mets, and he's like, oh, hey, that's how shit goes. Just another day here. That's how much the Mets can frustrate their fans. But it's not like they're the Cubs of 100-plus years of losing or the Red Sox when they didn't win World Series or, I don't know, the White Sox, they went almost 100 years. It's not that bad. The Mets won in 86. They also won a series in 69. The Miracle Mets... So And they've had a lot of fun teams. So I don't think they have the right to be like the biggest bitchers in the league, you know? No, I, yeah, I agree. I just, but it also, it's got to be frustrating for people that have never saw that 86 championship. I mean, that's one of the first baseball memories I have is 86. But, I mean, there's many people out there that have never seen them be competitive at all, except for maybe in the, you know, mid-2000s when they, you know, made playoffs a couple times, ALCS or NLCS and got bounced out there. Yeah, see, that's what I'm talking about. See, you have that state of mind. That's why Deary is the best, and he loves his Tigers, too. Go Tigers! Tigers are still doing fine. We never forgot our Tigers, and we never forget you. Palazzo Podcast, two L's, two Z's on Twitter. Utah! Of course, C. Deary, Give me two. 1999 on Twitter, and MJ Govier, G-O-V is in Victor, I-E-R on Twitter. That's how you can connect with us. We love the podcast version, live stream version. Make sure you sub the YouTube channel. It's the same, two L's, two Z's. We're trying to get to 200 subs. So if you haven't subbed our YouTube channel... Just do it right now, real quick. Right in this moment. Listen to what I'm saying and say, hey, Mike, you know what? You and Deary have been doing good work this year. I'm going to sub the YouTube channel right now. Two L's, two Z's, Palazzo Podcast. Please and thank you very much. Thank you very much. All right. Well, I think we've done a lot of damage already, Deary. Should we call it a show or should we continue? Yeah, just put on uh, Belvedere and end it at uh, Belvedere. Hey! I, I know it's been retired. I would like at least one more Belvedere before the end of the season. Maybe we do that in our last show of this season before we get into the offseason. I miss it a little bit. <laughs> a Belvedere tribute show. Wouldn't that be beautiful? Maybe we should do like an entire Belvedere tribute show. It's unbelievable the things that have come and gone on the show already. You're right, Deary. I will try to make that happen for you. But in the meantime, let's get into leading off. <laughs> And leading off, we always give you the catch of the day. Good. Our first catch of the day. Today, 
I'm curious who you want to focus on because at this point, it's September 1st. I mentioned Adalberto Mondesi. He's back, and he hit a home run earlier in the show, which is good news. But Nick Castellanos stands out because of what happened today a little bit more. Total dominance at the plate, and then they were checking his bat, which is bonkers. I, I, didn't, even, I didn't even know that part. You got me there. That's really cool. So Nick Castellanos, is he going to be a top 50 overall pick next year? Top 50. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think the uh, the Reds are still going to be lined up to be, be a pretty competitive team next year. Uh, obviously, they're in this crazy wild card race. Uh, you know, I was looking at the standings today, and most of these divisions are basically locked up, which is kind of disappointing. So we're just kind of going to be focusing on focusing in on wild card races. But I mean, Nick, twenty four home runs, seventy five runs, seventy two RBIs. Betting 315, I think that's probably the most encouraging part. He had that hot start last year, but then really fizzled down the stretch, ended up at 225. So this is a career high for batting average with him. Uh, you know, it's the lowest strikeout rate he's had in a while. Uh, walks have been been consistent. Uh, he's even swiped a couple bags this year. So he's going to end up being a guy that's, uh, you know, 90 runs, close to 90 RBIs, probably gets close to 30 home runs. So I, th- I think that's pretty standard that we're going to see as he gets – into his early thirties here. I think he's still, you know, he's just hitting his prime. I think he's probably going to be a top 50 player next year because I think he's going to perform at a level, maybe a little higher next year, especially if that average can be at 315. The guy is a doubles monster. So I like Nick Castellanos a lot. Uh, I think a lot of people got exactly what they expected out of him this year, which was going to be close to 30 home runs, 90 RBIs, 90 runs, similar to the year, you know, when he left the Tigers and then went on to, to the Cubs and had that amazing down the stretch run with the Cubs. We just had a shitload of doubles, ended up like fourth most doubles in MLB history, which is crazy, had over 100 runs that year. So, uh, you know, if he can stay healthy, which he's been able to do, he's played in 110 games this year. I like Nick Castellanos is going to be a very dependable outfielder for you in fantasy next year. Go Tigers. Former Tiger, no about it. And he has definitely been kicking ass and taking names, which is something that somebody said a long time ago. It's supposed to be a combination of things that means you're productive. So that's all I know about that phrase. But I do know one thing. He's been doing business all year long, and he's been cashing in. I'm still a little suspect of some of his profile, but as a pure hitter, there's just nothing for me to say. I can't argue that. The guy gets it done. He does Thank business. You. Thank you for that. Dobus doing business. Yeah. That's Nick Castellanos, my friend. Uh, anybody else standing out recently? I know baseball's winding down and some of you guys have cashed out, but there's actually people doing stuff. And I've been posting my Govier's guys on Twitter every night, but I've, I've been missing a few nights here and there. I admit it. I've been very busy and I apologize. It's no excuse. It's no excuse. But some of the guys that stood out to me recently, uh, Raphael Devers had a two homer game and he's got 32 bombs on the year. Now, Vladdy Guerrero cracked 40 bombs on his amazing season is incredible. Shohei Otani has slowed down with the power, but he's got 22 steals. He stole home. Yeah, that was home crazy. Is so cool. Yeah, he, he would have been out if it was a better throw and the ball got out of the glove quicker. But you got to love when that shit happens. You get like a, a delayed steal going on and he he swipes home. So and he, he, he got up and he was genuinely excited. So you got to love a team that's completely out of it. He's kind of been the only bright spot for him this year with Trout being out, Rendon being out. He's been the big bright spot, MVP guy, and uh, you know still showing that enthusiasm as he crosses home plate. You got to love that. And that's where the big bucks start rolling in. They definitely will, Shohei. It's only a matter of time for you. Shohei Otani, 
number one overall pick next year? Oh man, I can't wait to dive into you know our top picks next year. Obviously, Corbin Burns has made this huge jump. People are talking about him being top three pitcher next year. Is that on purpose? Uh, are you doing that on purpose? What are you talking about? Well, I brought up Shoyotani, possible number one pick, and you go right to Corbin Burns as well. <laughs> Two guys that I didn't keep in my home league this past offseason. Oh, really? You didn't keep Corbin Burns? What happened? Kenta Maeda uh-huh. got in your head? Kenta Maeda just had Tommy John surgery today. Best of luck to Kenta. See you in 2023-ish. Goodbye. Goodbye. I mean, you just mentioned Vlad Guerrero. I think Vlad Guerrero is certainly a first-round pick. Uh, Otani's probably going to be up there. I mean, I think Tatis is going number one. Obviously, Acuna has dropped way down with that injury. Um, yeah, so I, I, Acuna's top three for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's going to depend on this timeline. I, I, I think – you know, some of the early projections I've seen next year is that people still have him as a first round pick. I've seen him anywhere from like fifth to like 10th, just depending on, you know, how he recovers from that. But the, the thing is, is these guys recover from these knee injuries so much quicker than they had in the past. The medical science is so much way past par than it used to be. So, you know, guys like Wander Franco, that's the one guy I'm really wondering where he's going to be drafted next year. Uh, when he hmm. came up, obviously he had some struggles and there are some people that had held on to him and actually dropped him like in those first couple of weeks when he was up and I'm like, what are you doing? You got to give this guy some time. Luckily for myself, I got to shout myself out, pat myself on the back. I held on to him. He's on this amazing streak of getting on base Had another home run today. I mean, extrapolate some of these numbers out to a full season and you're looking at a, you know, hundred runs, hundred RBIs over 20 home runs, but I'd like to see more from a guy like him is going to be steals. If he can get, closer to 20, 25 steals in a full season, then he's probably going to jump up those boards and maybe be, you know, second, third round pick. Mm. But to your original question, Otani, top three. Well, there it is. Now this is complicated because if it's in a league where he's, you get both of him and you could choose to play him as a pitcher and a hitter, I think you have to, he has to be number one. Oh, without a doubt. A non-Yahoo leagues, essentially like NFBC, Fan tracks, you could decide, hey, am I going to use him as a pitcher or a hitter this week? And that's just incredible value because he's been so good on both sides. Mm-hmm. So That's where I get confusing, even though Tatis has been incredible. But that shoulder needs to get fixed in the offseason here so he can take his career. I mean, Tatis could be, the way he's producing and playing right now, if he stays healthy, which, oh, there it is. He's going to stay healthy. Oh, boy. Oh. He could be the best player ever he really could i mean so he's at let's see he's at 372 at bats how many games has he missed 20 i think he's missed about uh yeah 30 if i had to put a number on off the top of my head that's nuts he has 86 runs 86 runs 36 home runs 81 rbis 24 stolen bases 282 average it's the pace is stupid that's why because he's had couple D IL stints. I almost said DL. <laughs> a couple IL stints already, and that's massive. He's got 430 plate appearances, 102 games, and we got about another 30 games left. So seriously, yeah, he's going to get – if he cracks to 130 games played, he's going <laughs> to have 45 home runs, and a 30-30 season is easily in the bag here. It's incredible. He's really gone up a notch or two this season in my eyes. Everyone loves to talk about Vladdy Guerrero Jr. It's awesome. He has really turned heads. But I'm most impressed by Tatis because of the injury and the pace he stays on. It's bonkers. It's totally bonkers. Uh, Richard Sands is in the live chat. He says, Modesty has a combo meal already today. Combo meal, if you don't know what that is, made famous by the ESPN fantasy people. 
that's a home run and a steal, which is what Montessi does best. He's like Mr. Combo Meal. Hello, everybody. I'm Mr. Combo Meal, also known as Alberto Mondesi. That's what you get, dearie. And someone's going to win a title because of him this month. Head-to-head playoffs, <laughs> Roto League. He's going to close it out for somebody. He really is. Hell, maybe I'll gain a couple points in the Plaza Invitational because he'll be back in my roster on Friday. Yeah, Mondesi, your guy. 12th overall, was it? Oh, you were sleeping when you took him, right? told you that who told you that come on I don't, that's true i was i never lie folks deary calls me out and i gotta keep it real Go Tigers. all right so there it is those are some uh catches of the day to talk about there's gonna be a lot of interesting stuff here as we roll into the september stretch remember 28 players only no more 40 yeah we grew up deary on <laughs> hey it's september we get all these call-ups you could have a shitload of bench players on the bench not anymore you only get two more players. A couple guys, and you've probably heard of them, especially if it's team a team in the race, guys that are coming back from the DL, like a guy like uh, Denelson Lamette, you know, guys like that. So, uh, I mean, there's a few prospects that we might be able to see here over this last month, but there's also some big names that weren't called up. So, Yeah, people think Spencer Torkelson getting called up. No, hell no. no. It's not, Why? Yeah, it's ludicrous. Why? Bobby Witt Jr. is not even getting called up. Yeah. So these guys aren't on the 40-man roster, and there's service time manipulations. There's also Rule 5 draft protections for some players. These are all the things you have to consider when you're thinking and you're trying to strategize. Like, hey, is this player going to come up, and can I use him on my fantasy team this season? I wouldn't expect, There's nothing. I mean, it's September 1st. Have we heard anything great? I know there's minor league playoffs that are in contention for some teams, and that's also important to them. But I don't think there's going to be anything where you're like, wow, that guy got called up. This is huge. Yeah, there's, there's very few guys that are going to come up that, you know, maybe haven't been on your radar and guys that you can scoop up. I mean, guys that might be getting called up are, you know, guys that you have in deeper deeper leagues that you've just been waiting on or guys, that, like I said, that are coming back from the DL or or rehabbing down in uh, AAA or AA. Hmm. Well, as far as the Tigers, Riley Green, I wouldn't see that happening either. I just, I know they're both at AAA. It would be really cool to see one of those guys pop in here, but... I think y'all need to slow your roll, smoke a bowl, chill out, whatever you do to relax, you know, take a nap, uh, maybe masturbate. There's a lot of ways to relax, and those are a few options for all of you. This is the Plausible Podcast, two L's, two Z's on Twitter. You talk. We're on Instagram. Give me two. I post videos when we do new shows, so you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, uh, TikTok. No, we're not on TikTok. That's a lie. Uh, I'm on TikTok if you want to follow me on TikTok. I started doing it. It's actually kind of fun. I've really enjoyed it recently, dear. I'm not going to lie. MJ Govier on TikTok if you want to see stupid videos. I saw a girl shoplift at Meyer on Monday. Did you see that? <laughs> I saw the video you were telling me about. That's hilarious. And then you told this story at Central Michigan where you just put the hat on. It reminds <laughs> me of Jamie years ago where he we uh, went to Meyer to get some golf balls before we went golfing. He put one of them dumb like Bozo Fedora hats on his head and just walked out with it. And no one said anything. <laughs> That is exactly what happened to me. It was so bogus. We spent $500 there, futons and a mini fridge and blah, blah, blah. But I was so excited, caught up in the moment. It was me and Dave and Ron, our roommate. And I was so excited that I just had this stupid Michigan cap that was like 12 bucks. And as soon as I got to that door, they grabbed my arms and said, sir, come with me right away. And I was like, oh, I was totally shocked. You didn't know, man. You didn't know. I had no clue. You're excited. It was, your, it was welcome week at Central Michigan. You're just trying to I stock know. up. Hey, Jaybird, where you been? Jaybird, it's so good to see you. Jaybird, I'm going to give you a full-on applause, man. I miss you. I miss Jaybird. Jaybird was a regular when I was doing the Sunday Fab Show. That was a lot of fun. Had to stop doing that because of softball. 
and it took up a lot of time. I apologize. I love doing the Sunday show. Maybe I'll try to avoid softball next year on Sunday so we can continue to do that Sunday night show because it's a lot of fun. Um, I haven't played any softball recently, though. My calf injury still has me on the shelf. So Yeah, I was, I was going to ask you about that. You're still on the IL? Oh, yeah. It's, I got a lot of empathy for Josh Donaldson, Mike Trout. These guys, Mike Trout, he left May 8th. It's September 1st. He still isn't back. The calf injury, if you ever, trust me on this, just trust me on this. If you ever have a player who comes up with a calf strain and you can have trades, trade them immediately. If it's it's got to be, be the worst injury. It it's is. Gotta, I because, mean, like you're, you're springing off of, you know, the, that lower part there. I mean, you, you, you know, a, a hammy or a quad. I mean, I'm not a fucking doctor, but a hammy, a quad, I think manageable. You can come back from those quicker. You see it in the NBA a lot. But, I mean, come on, man. Like, yeah, the calf, I mean, he's been gone a long, long time. I have one share of him. I'm still going to make the playoffs with him. But, damn, devastating injuries with those calf injuries. They're the worst, man. They're basically foot injuries because it's attached to your foot. So, if foot injuries are major, calves are just as bad. Trust me on this going forward. You have a player in a redraft league that you could trade because he gets, hurts his calf? Do it! Just do it. Trust me on this. Trust me. I pride myself and think of myself as a... Shut up, Tom. Jaybird says he was at Ann Arbor. Daughter's going to University of Michigan. Ah, Congratulations. Good for you, Jaybird. Isn't that what a yeah, what uh I guess. I'm wearing my uh Michigan sweatshirt that you gave me, dearie. I love this. It's very comfortable. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, Those on the live stream you can see it, but if you're in the podcast, you can't. But you can go to the YouTube channel and see this podcast version in video form anytime you want. Plausible podcast, two L's, two Z's. Utah. Anytime. Give me two. But when it comes to college football, I'm just torn because they've done so many wonderful things. Players can make money now. The mm-hmm. Ohio State recruit who skipped his senior year, he's gotten $1.4 million over the next three years for <laughs> an image and likeness deal. I love it. Yeah, right? That's yeah, awesome. You see, you see what uh, uh, Hunter Dickinson's doing? No, what's he doing? Is uh, he doing uh, Happy's uh, commercials? <laughs> Big Dickinson energy. Look it up. <laughs> you shouldn't be. That sounds no, awesome. He's got a T-shirt that says Big Dickinson with the I is his number one because he wears number one and then it says energy and he's got signed basketballs you can buy, jerseys, a uh, whole bunch of stuff, t-shirts. Uh, yeah, so he's going to make a killing off that stuff too. <laughs> Big Dickinson energy. That is the kind of shit that is genius. I'm all for it. I'm here for it. Congratulations to Hunter Dickinson. He is a forward slash center for the University of Michigan basketball men's team, and he's a great player, too. Very highly touted, and he came back for a sophomore year. So check this out. Look at this. Big Dickinson energy. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> there it is. You can zoom in on the Big Dickinson, too. Isn't that cool? Look at that. Unlock. Get 10% off. Wow. The players trunk. I've never heard of this. The players trunk.com. This is This must be like an image and likeness venture as well because players can sell their shit in college. That's very cool. Very cool. Yeah, it's great, great. I know we don't talk college basketball, but great move by him to come back to college because, I mean, one, you're playing for perennial power. They're going to be a top five team next year. They have the number one recruiting class coming in. They got a great transfer coming in. He came back. He's going to make a little bit of dough, maybe get that draft stock up. And, uh, hey, congratulations to him. Oh, absolutely. Good for him. We're all proud of you, and we wish you nothing but the best as you go forward in your college basketball season. Big Dickinson. Big Dickinson. I just love that name. It's so sweet. Jaybird says he was able to catch a Tigers game. Go Tigers. Between a Costco and Walmart run. Good weekend. Costco, Walmart, Tigers. Go Tigers. What else could you want, dearie? Oh, out of Ann Arbor? I don't know. Nothing. 
Phenomenal cosmic powers. All right, so there it is on the the call up front. I really don't have much for you. In the prospect show that we do with Phil, you're going to learn a lot more about prospects than you would from this show. You can follow that on the podcast and the YouTube channel, folks. You know the drill. I've told you already. Plausible Podcast, two L's, two Z's. Utah, give me two. Prospect Power Half Hour with Phil Goyette. Go listen to it, and they're all organized into our playlist that's called prospects so they're there in perpetuity and if you need to know information about your dynasty teams which basically dynasty is a year-round thing 365 days a year so that's the show for you Uh, otherwise i'm not really sweating it much i I am curious about prospects who have kind of reached their limit this year like logan gilbert like he's done uh you should have dropped him in redraft leagues already he kind of hit his ceiling and he kind of imploded recently we dropped him in our tag team league me and eric cross by the way who who knows prospects better than Eric Cross? So if Eric Cross was willing to drop him in a redraft league, you know that redraft-wise, Logan Gilbert, bye-bye, time to go. So it's sad, but it happens. Uh, rookie of the year real quick, Deary. Um, are these locks? Is Adeles Garcia going to win it in the American League? No. Why not? Ryan Moncastle is going to win it because I called it at the start of the year and he's going to do it. He's been on fire the last. He's been on fire the last two months, man. I know he's on the worst team in the league, but hey, man, 25 home runs now, I think. Close to 70 RBIs and runs. Uh, excellent year by him. Top 100 player. God damn it! I don't know how to express myself unless through anger and personal attack. I'm getting very upset! I have no <laughs> idea where Garcia's at. I haven't looked at his numbers in months, mainly because I have no shares of him. Well, he's still hanging tough. Uh, he's at almost 30 home runs now, I believe, and that's nothing to sneeze at. He's had a hell of a year. He slowed down from what he was, which we called on this show many, many times. It doesn't take much to call that, by the way, because you just can't sustain it with that type of K percentage, the whiff percentage he had. But he's got 29 bombs, hitting 250. He's got an OBP of under three, though, at 297. Um, but he's got a weighted runs created plus of 112. That's not terrible. Do you think they look at that stuff when they vote for uh, specifically like batters when it comes to like rookie of the years and MVPs, do they look deeper into those, you know, more sabermetric numbers or is it more of those top five or six stats that they look at the runs, home runs, RBIs, and also does playing for a real shitty team, does that matter at all? Not for rookie of the year. Yeah. That's what I figured. Kyle Lewis won it last year. Oh, that's true. Oh, the Mariners, they were trash. The Mariners are good this year, but they were trash last year. I think you're kind of insinuating here that, Pitching sabermetrics are much more common when it comes to these votes. Is mm-hmm. that what you're saying? I, I, I believe so, yes. Okay. But then again, you look at a guy like Rick Porcello winning a couple of years ago over Verlander. Verlander blew him away Verlander. almost all those stats, but Porcello just had a shit ton of wins. But then you look Verlander. at a few years before that when, what, Felix Hernandez won it with winning 12 games, 10 games? <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, I, I, that's that's tough. That's very tough. I am excited because Rookie of the Year is a fun thing, and it's not always that fun in baseball. With the short season last year, the Bozo season, it made it even less fun because the numbers were totally pointless. Yeah, what Kyle Lewis do this year? (laughs) Um, But to me, the MVPs are obvious. I'm just curious when it comes to prospects and Rookies of the Year. I think it's fun to look at those Mm. and... I think that having a guy who's 28, 29 years old as the rookie of the year winner is, it's kind of bogus because there's so many guys that work their way up 
and they are younger, and it's so much more difficult when you're younger in this game to play well. Mm-hmm. I know Adolis Garcia came out of nowhere, and he earned what he got this year, but he's been around, and I, I'm just more interested in the guys that are the younger and they're scrapping early on. But others might say, hey, Adolis Garcia, he worked his ass off, and his story is incredibly inspiring. So I can Bob Hamlin? Bob Hamlin! Fucking Bob, dude. I have not thought about Bob Hamlin in a minute. But what about Luis Garcia of the Houston Astros? He's been awesome. Yeah, he sure has. You know, I I undervalued a lot of the Astros starting pitching this year that have overperformed, and I did not predict them to win the West, and it looks like it's going to happen. Luis Garcia is not someone we've talked about enough on this show, and I feel bad about that because he's been a badass. He really, he kind of almost took control of that staff, and he never really relented. Some people thought it was all, oh, it's just a temporary run, and he was going to fade away, but he... Like Buddy Holly, not fade away. That is not what happened here. And he's really, really an intriguing character. He's 24 years old. And from a dynasty perspective and a keeper perspective, which we'll talk about shortly in more detail, I like him a lot. I'm a big fan. He could strike guys out. He's got a nice pitch mix. And he hasn't been really too lucky or anything based on his stats from what I gather. He is a legit starter who, between Christian Javier and him, Jose Urquidy, I think I like him the best. Yeah, you know, I, I th- we haven't talked about him since seriously maybe like it was maybe the first month of the season where I was just <laughs> talking about the great lettuce he had on his head. But we haven't <laughs> talked about it. We haven't talked about him since. And yeah, talk about a guy that really boosted up his stock for next year. Uh, the strikeout rate of 10.52, you know, Ks per nine. That's been f- In 130 fantastic. innings. 130 point, innings. That's awesome. Three, 3.23 ERA, XFIP 3.68, FIP 3.42, home runs, a fly ball rate, 11.8%. Compare that to a Tarek Skubal, which I think is at 99% now. I mean, Jesus Christ, all the guy does is give up home runs. But, man, this guy is a real, real promising future. And just looking back, if you look at some of his minor league stats, he's a guy that struck out a lot of people and had really, really good ERAs. But had you know somewhat of an issue walking guys. This is the best season he's had through any of his professional baseball career when it comes to limiting guys from getting on base. So this guy's going to be a hammer for this rotation for a while, and I'm really excited to see what he does in the playoffs. Well, the home runs per nine are up. It's at one point one two in a year where overall in MLB the home runs are down. So that's something to take note of. Uh, BABIP of two seventy nine is actually that could be better. Like he could he, he could get a little bit more lucky than that, right? So, yeah, yeah. I mean, two seventy nine is not terrible. It's fair, but he could do he could no, do better than that. Yeah, it's not like three twenty or ridiculous like two fifteen or something. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Is he's kind of in the, he's right in the middle there. So it could be worse or better for him depending on how things play out. But I think you hit it on the head. For me, the key here is the walks. If the walks are gone for good, then Luis Garcia is a keeper and a very special player. But if the walks come back next year, that's something that will really blow up his spot. Something to keep an eye on because he had some higher walk per nine ratios in the minors, 4.66 in 65 innings at high A. And he also, this is another thing too, he jumped to the majors from high A. That was the yeah, highest incredible. level he went to. Incredible. Right? <laughs> yeah, high A. A plus was the highest. It was the, the highest level league he was at, 65 innings pitched. So yeah, he's, yeah. He, he, shit, he may, he may end up winning rookie of the year. I would love to see that happen. Uh, our own Tiger, Casey Mize, has been good, right? Scuba was good. He's, he, uh, he might not get there. But I saw a great tweet by my guy, Chris Marr, Baseball Pods, who you should always be following. Baseball Pods, one of the best follows on Twitter. 
Chris Marr said, I would love for Tarek Skubal's ERA to be over four at the end of the season so I could get him as a steal in next year's draft. Oh, God, yeah. Skubal's going to be a, such a talked-about name going into the offseason leading up to drafts next year. I think he's going to be a, a – I mean, he, he's not going to be sneaky because people have been able to see him through 133 innings. That K rate is incredible. He just struck out, you know, uh, Tiger rookie record for most strikeouts. Uh, 4.26 ERA, so it's probably going to stay over four. You know, a big lefty. The problem is the home runs, obviously. 19.5% home run to fly ball rate. You know, that, that that's the issue. And that's how he gives up runs in bunches. But when he's not giving up the home run, he seems to leave guys on base. 81.5% left on base percentage through 133 innings. That's really good. Eight and 12, you know, record. I, I would take that if you told me at the start of the season that this is what <laughs> Scoobles numbers would look like, you yeah. know, looking at them all the way across the board. And with what Casey Mize did as Tiger fans here, I'd be – Perfectly fine with the seasons that both of them have put up. Yeah. Also, remember what you said about Casey Mize coming into the season. How do you feel about that now? What did I say? (laughs) (laughs) I said, okay. Uh, I I said he was going to have arm problems. Now, the one thing I said that was my biggest concern with him is that he doesn't strike people out. And that's exactly what's going on. He's not striking out as many people as I would like to see him strike out. 3.59 ERA, that's just fine. But uh, right, So how do you feel about it? Do you think, because he's got production at a certain level, but the Ks haven't been correct. where you want them to be. So do you think you're still on track with what you said, or is this just part of the growth? I still said Scooble was going to be a better starter. I even maybe threw Matt Manning in there at some point, even though we hadn't even really seen him pitch live. I think it's going to maybe take a couple more years for Mr. Manning. Uh, The future is bright in Detroit on the mound there. I still at this point probably am taking Scooble over Mize just because I I like the chances of him striking out more people, and I think he has better stuff to be a Cy Young-type guy. Yep, the Tigers are littered with all kinds of wonderful young players. Eric Haas! Eric Haas has been a nice, nice player as a catcher. 20 home run catcher, dude. That's amazing. So what, a fi- guys- what, a, what a find. <laughs> and of course, Akil Badu, our pal. Akil Badu! His father's from Ghana. We love Akil Badu here. And he, I even mentioned in the song I wrote about him back in the day here, early in the year, which seemed like a lifetime ago. If you haven't heard that song you can hear it on our youtube page under the playlist called songs all my stupid ass bozo songs are available on that playlist and i said that he rookie of the year i as a question mark i kind of left it open at the end of the song i didn't think he'd actually do it but he certainly got to be in contention he's not going to win it but it's been fun it's been a lot of fun and he's got a great name akil badu yeah, I mean, you go out and you find a Rule 5 guy who's going to end up being an everyday outfielder for them, or if he just ends up platooning as a great left-handed bat, guy's got yeah. speed. I mean, it's a great find. I mean, in, in stints, he can be a very serviceable serviceable uh, fantasy player, but in terms of roster construction in Major League Baseball as a whole, specifically with the Detroit Tigers, it's a great find for them. What a find, Elava Avila. El Avila getting the job done. This is the Hans Rico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast presented by RotoFanatic.com. Don't forget, me and Deary are great follows on Twitter. Would you like to follow us? We'll follow you. You follow us, we'll follow you. That's a guarantee. MJ Govier, C. Deary, 1999. That's Deary as in dearly beloved, not as in the hoofed, antlered bozo animal that uh, is constantly in my yard. I have a family of four deer that have been living here for a while. They're here. They got two little kids. They're a really sweet family. They're very sweet people. A family Although they're of not four. people. They're animals. So 
that's actually not true. I'm an Have idiot. you named them yet? He named names. All righty. Well, there you go. We talked a bit about prospects there and some of the call-ups. Uh, there's not a ton of call-ups. Like I said, I'm not getting hard on over like, oh, my God, we got call-ups galore, and I'm crapping my pants. It's just not one of those years. And, you know, with the fact that they changed it to 28, it's just it's not fun. It's not as fun as it used to be, man. I remember there was guys who got called up, and it was just a different time. It was before service time manipulations and all this stuff. It was just a different world. And really cool players that you wanted to see got to put on the major league uniform. If only for a moment, you know? It's a big moment for them. Some of the guys got to put on a uniform, and maybe they never ever would again. Or maybe they got a call up on an opportunity that they never would have had otherwise. And that's what was cool about that rule. And now it's gone. So kind of takes some of the fun out of it. Uh, one guy I want to mention real quick to you, I didn't mention Shane McClanahan has been fucking great and he's already pitched a hundred innings. That is so crucial for next season, man. He's got a hundred major league innings already under his belt. So you can count on him for at least, I don't know, 130 next year at minimum. Yeah. That's going to be a big thing, you know, as you're preparing, you know, for drafting next year or looking at some of your dynasty squads and some of these guys that, you know, uh, like a McClanahan that he's at a hundred innings. 130, 150 is absolutely doable next year. And then you look at other guys who have had like DL stints, a guy's a guy like a Jesus Lozardo that I was high on going into the season. And then what happened with Jesus? He got injured. He had some some issues hitting the strike zone. And then he got traded. So, you know, we have not got many innings out of him. So he's going to be, you know, draft way low next year. Because even if he is, you know, a superstar next year, really breaks up, you're not seeing over 120 innings from him. But a guy like McClanahan is great. So when you're preparing for next season, and we did a lot coming into this season, look at those innings pitched, you know, in the previous season. Last year, obviously, was so hard to predict. It's going to be fun to look back at some of these predictions we made on innings pitch to see where anyone slotted in at. But do your research when you're ending this season, figuring out who you're keeping, who might you, you might want to target. McClanahan's a real, real sneaky guy to go out and grab in a dynasty. Great call, dear. When it comes to innings pitched... Always know if the juice is worth the squeeze. Always. Always know that. Shout out to my guy, Robbie Baseball, right there for that clip. That's for you, Robbie. Hope you're doing well. Happy Canada Day. Actually, Canada Day's already happened this year. It's over. All righty. I'm going to Niagara Falls this weekend, though, dearie. What do you think of that? You're going to Niagara Falls. Are you going to the, you're going to the Canada side, right? Yeah, we're going to be very close to you guys. Yeah. You're going to be right all over the border, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll be we'll be over the border in about an hour uh, further east. But uh, yeah, we're both heading well, out. We to, could to we couldn't come by if we wanted to. That's the dumb no, world we couldn't. live in. Yeah, she cannot so come st- into America. You are banned. So stupid. God, so stupid. If anybody knows how to get my girlfriend labeled with an essential worker status so she could just come over the border, that would be great. It would save us a lot of money at hotels every weekend because then we could stay at my house. Thank the you. Fir- the first day pod is essential, Michael. Damn right it is. Damn right it is. That's a actually that might maybe that's a good idea. I There's our workaround. I'm gonna find a lawyer, see if I can make that happen. Good call, Deary. Deary is wise. If you're not following Deary, then you're not learning anything at all. Not until you follow Deary. See Deary 1999. All right. As promised, uh, we said that we would talk about our favorite game show. We haven't played it in a while, but you know the season's still dragging on. Fab putting your bids in, waiver wire action. It's all a lot of fun. Uh, speaking of fab, Vlad Sedler, friend of the show, big fan of Vlad. Uh, he's leaving his uh, current position over there at Fantasy Guru and uh, Elite Fantasy, where he's done a lot of great work, and he probably does th- maybe the best weekly article on fab every week at, at the Guru site. 
Uh, he's leaving that. But the good news is the information he has and the knowledge and the wisdom will stay with Vlad. And wherever he ends up next, man, they're going to be... There'll be some lucky people, man, because that article is so helpful to me personally. Every week, I use it. I subscribed. I think the sub was 40 bucks for the year. Best 40 bucks I've spent when it comes to fantasy in a long time because his article goes through every detail, every position, every format from 15 teams to 12 teams. He breaks it all down. It's so good. It's so damn good. So wherever you end up, Vlad Sedler, let me know ASAP because I got to get over there and make sure I'm on that fab article for 2022. Yeah, it's, it's not a farewell. It's a congratulations on another fantastic season of him putting out some amazing content. And, you know, Vlad is such an amazing guy. We've had him on the show. You know, an unbelievably important guy to the industry. Friend of ours, just like he can be a friend of yours as well, and puts out some of the best content. So wherever he lands on his feet, I'm sure he will be successful and we will all be buying his content if we can as we move forward into next year. Woohoo! Well said, dearie. Well said. Jaybird says... She, meaning my girlfriend, Leanne, she has to buy supplies in the States for her business. Canadians could come into our casino, and that's how they are led across. No shit. What? Fucking, I got to look at, Jay, we got to talk off air. I will contact you ASAP. Yes, I will find you. I will find you. (laughs) Shout out Daniel Day-Lewis. All right, it's time to play Name That Runner-Up Fabby. It's time to play the most ridiculous and pointless game that is sweeping the nation. That's right. It's time for Name That Runner-Up That's a catchy tune. Japer says, I agree with your take on Vlad. I get to hang with him for a bit in Vegas. For the NFBC drafts, great guy. Well, you are a cool dude. You're a very cool dude. Speaking of hanging with people, First Pitch Arizona is only six weeks away from today. Six weeks from right now. We're going to be flying out to Arizona for the big First Pitch Con. I'm really excited about it. And if you want to be there, you can still go. Go to BaseballHQ.com. Check out First Pitch Arizona. you got forums, panels, conferences, uh, rookie ball with the Arizona Fall League going on. Tons of cool shit. I'll be there. You want to be there and meet me? I will talk to you in person. We will sit down, and I will give you at least 10 minutes of my time. I'm locking that in. At least 10 minutes. I could give you more, but I'm guaranteeing 10 wonderful minutes with yours truly. Doesn't that sound like fun? You're going to be a busy guy down there. All right, let's get down to it, dearie. Uh, There have been fab bids. What league (laughs) are you still bidding on? Are you bidding anywhere, or is the party over? Yeah, TGFBI, I've still been bidding. Uh, how much money you got left? You got any money left? Because this oh. point of the season, man, managing your bank account is one of the keys to being a quality fab bidder. Let me see here. Uh... Oh, we're playing that at the feast this year. If I go, by the way, we're playing the. Pyramid. Oh hell yeah! Oh, we got to. We've got to. Uh... PC load letter. Come on. <laughs> PC load letter. In my it's main event, I have a. I still have hundred and seven dollars in my main event in Jan- in September. That's amazing, actually. Do, 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 do. All right, give me a second here. How uh, much? Wait, let me guess. Let me guess first. Yeah. Let me 
Let me guess how much money you have left, and then I want to guess how much money the team with the most money in your league still has. I think that's fun, too. So I'm going right, to guess you on, hold have... Hold on, How do I get to this? <laughs> yeah, <I'm> gonna... <laughs> go to League Home on the NFC page there. Click yeah. on League, and then click League Home. It'll tell you your fab budget there you and go. the fab budget of every Oh, yeah, team. there we go. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to say that you have $62 left. No. <laughs> Is it higher? I have way more than that. 420 I have $562 left. Wow! <laughs> fucking A, dude. Most of my bids I got, guys, I got pretty low. I got on the cheap. There's a couple guys that still have $1,000 left. Um, oh. Let's see. Jesus Christ. Yeah. The guy in fourth in our league is – actually, the guy in sixth in our league is 916 left. What the hell? Yeah. Man, that's TGFBI. A lot of people just kind of – they check out or they're just not as interested. I've been uh, making, but I mean, I, consistently I've been making moves every week. I, I don't think I've spent over not you. Yeah. 60, 70 bucks on anyone all season. So what have you learned from that? Do you think you'll be more aggressive next year? Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. Because it's a lot of money to have left in September. Let's just be yeah. honest. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, I, I was pr- a little cognizant about it at the start of the season, making sure I didn't blow my load too early. But then, he, yeah, then you, you took that a little bit to heart, I feel like. Thank you, Jesus! It happens. You want to guess who... Uh, so, are you see. not... The, you said some guys have $1,000 in your league. Is yeah, you guys, yeah the, the guys that are in 14th and 15th place. Jeez, that's so <laughs> silly. Uh, how about me? So, I'll go to my TGFBIs to make it reasonable then. Fair. What, how much money what, do you think I have left in mine? What place are you in? I'm in fifth place. 112. Oh, if you take off $100, you're only $1 off. $11. Oh, $11. wow. Okay. Yeah, I'm on the brink here, man. I, I'm doing nothing but dollar bids here to try to fill the void, and I just cannot close the gap beyond fifth place. I've been there for a while. Uh, I'm at 97 and a half points, and fourth place is at 103 and a half. So I'm still trying. I'm grinding. It can be done, but we'll see what happens. How about the team with the most money left? And it's not a thousand. It is not a thousand. Oh, just Eight. kidding. Just kidding. It's fifteenth yeah, <laughs> place has a thousand dollars. Makes Looks sense. like they they did not try. Um, <laughs> the Thank you for baseball, participating. <laughs> yeah, the British baseball podcast. Sorry, dude. Doesn't look like it worked out. Shit happens. Anyways, let's play the game we're supposed to play here now. Uh, I'll start with my main event team because the main event. These people are trying to win a shitload of money. It's mm-hmm. just insane. I am in a tied for fourth in the main event, Deary. Can you believe that? You should be proud of yourself. You've made, I, I, I think, about two months ago, maybe maybe a little over a month and a half ago, you talked about how it's over. There's no point in doing this anymore. You're way down. And then I think you, you woke up the next day and you had a realization. You're like, this is not me. I try my hardest at everything I do. And you've climbed the stands and standings. I'm proud of you on your first main event. I know you're not going to end up in the money, but hey, man, you didn't give up. Thank you, dude. That is very, very, very kind of you. And I appreciate that greatly. Did you know that third place is $1,700? <laughs> Do you have any chance at that? Yeah, I'm I'm uh, in fourth at 96 points, and third place is at 104. So okay. I'm seven points back. Okay. And I, had, I was down in the seven. I mean, I was at like 74, 73, 72 points, and now I'm up in the 90s. So... I don't know. Anything's possible. I'm going to keep trying. It's just crazy. Well, Very crazy. Cheat, so. <laughs> Do some cheating. 
Uh, the thing about the thing about get, it is, guys. Let's do some bits here. <laughs> yeah, let's let's do those bits. So in the main event, I'm hanging tough. The great news too is, like I said, I got 107 dollars, which puts me uh, the third most money available. So if something happens or some guy does get called up, like we said, it doesn't seem likely, but I will be able to pounce on that son of a biscuit. All right, as far as the fab results from last week, uh, how about this fella, Edward Cabrera, the Miami Marlins hot pitching prospect. People are excited about Edward Cabrera. The winning bid for Eddie was $21. What was the runner fab bid on the $21 bid for Edward Cabrera in my main event league? 18. Not bad, not bad. 14 is the answer. 14. Over to you, Deary. Let's go twofer. I got Edward Cabrera as well because there's not many runner-up bids here over these last couple weeks. So Edward Cabrera was one for $61. What's the runner-up on this one? Hmm. I feel like people are into that. He's a prospect. People get they get hard-ons for prospect. But I don't know. I'm going to say 23. You are correct. What? You're correct. $23 was the runner-up bid. No way. Yes. <laughs> Are you shitting me? No. What What was uh, the winning bid in your league? 24? Uh, it's 21. 21? Okay. Yeah, you got it right. Holy shit. Oh, that's hard. You said the winning bid was in the 60s. That was 61, been... yeah. I mean, wow. that's that's certainly tough. Woo! Congratulations. Holy cow. I'm getting better at this. That is... Uh, you know, that might be the proudest moment of the season right there. <laughs> my, my, my favorite part about this is the guy who picked him up dropped J.A. Happ. To pick up Edward Cabrera. The week uh, before, he put out a winning fab bid for J.A. Happ that he then dropped the next week. And he bid $151 for him the week before. And the runner-up bid was $1. <laughs> I think I remember that. I think I remember you talking about that. That's so funny. And J.A. Happ got torched today by Nick Castellanos. So that's fun. Good God. All right, let's head on back over to the main event league. One more. Well, we did the main event. Let's try a different one. How about we go to the tag team league, which is an intense robbery. Some of the best of the best are in this league. The tag team league where me and Air Cross are hanging tough. Uh, We're not trying to jinx it, but it's getting tighter. It's 108 and a half to 101. Zach Waxman and Mike Curlin are trying to come after us. And we got a long month ahead of us because we had a 14 point lead and it's shrunk a bit. So I'm Mm. a little paranoid right now. Anyways, in the tag team league, people are aggressive still. Glenn Otto. You know who Glenn Otto is, dearie? Glotto? <laughs> Glotto! Hey, Steve Johnson in the house. What's up, Steve? How you been? Glenn Otto sounds like a hockey player. He does sound like a hockey player. Steve, I haven't seen you in a minute. Good to see you, my friend. Welcome into the shows. We're talking L- Glenn Otto. And Glenn Otto was bid in the tag team league for 45 Dollars. Oh, wait, this bucks. is a real player? I have no idea who this guy is. Yeah, Glenn Otto is a former Yankees prospect who's caught on with the Rangers and had a nice outing uh, the week before last in his debut. He pitched like five innings, had eight Ks. Wow. It was very promising. So it's a nice little player, Glenn Otto. Uh, it was $35 was the winning bid for Glenn Otto in this tag team league. What was the runner-up fab bid for Glenn Otto of the Texas Rangers? 25 years old, six foot five, 240 pounds, and he has pitched... Two games for the Yankees this season as a starter, and he's pitched one for the Texas Rangers as a starter this year. Can you tell me who they played last week? 
Sure. That does matter. Standing by, look at the game log. Uh, he pitched against Houston. Five innings, like I said, seven strikeouts. Nice. Only two hits and no walks. That's a nice little outing against the Houston Astros. Yeah. 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 I was just trying to see like how aggressive people would be based on what that matchup might be in the upcoming week. Winning bid was what again? I'm sorry. $35 for Glenn Otto. Hey, Glenn Otto. Steve Johnson, do you like Glenn Otto? Let us know in the live stream comments. I'll go with $9. Oh, man, that is great. It was six. So Ooh, close. Okay, single digits. If you flip that around, man, well done. Well done. Steve Johnson, what do you think it was? We didn't get your bid on that. Let us know here in the live stream comments. You can play the game with us. Gary, give us one more. All right, let's go Ian Happ. Winning bid, $16. I think you got a good shot at this one, Mike. You only got a 1 in 15 chance. So Ian Hepp's still on my main event team, believe it or not. I waited all year for him because I can't drop him now. He's going to get going. I said that like six weeks in a row. But he now has 17 fucking home runs. It's hilarious. I think I've owned him four times in one of my leagues. Oh, I believe it. I absolutely believe it. And he's hitting what? He's hitting 199 with a 299 OBP, but he's got 17 home runs now. And a lot of those have come over the last uh, month or so, I believe. Mm -hmm. So. Ah, poor Ian Happ. Hmm, $16. I'm going to say, oh, by the way, Deary, you're in good company. Steve Johnson says, never heard of Glenn Otto either. <laughs> no good. one knows Glenn Otto. I mean, I watch baseball every day. <laughs> I believe, I, trust me, there's so many names that come and go now. Like Patrick Wisdom, this is the thing about draft champions leagues, the DCs that you can do on NFBC, which is a draft and hold. It's a Yeah, pre-season. nobody has Patrick Wisdom, right? Nobody. Yeah. And he's been a monster. That's that's why those leagues, you lock in who you got, and that's the same for everybody. But it takes some of the fun out of well, these I guys agree. that come out of nowhere. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to say the uh, winning bid, if it was $16, the runner-up bid was 12 Oh, $10. Oh, Bob Saget. Okay, that happens. All right, there it is. We played a wonderful edition of Name That Runner-Up Fab Bid. Woohoo! yippee, yay! Thank you, Jesus! We hope you enjoyed that. Now let's go to the final segment of the show. We're going to talk about some players. So set the table for you on the Palazzo Podcast. Two L's, two Z's. Utah. On Twitter. Give me two. Instagram, our YouTube channel. Please subscribe to it. Please, pretty please, do us a favor. Do us a solid. It's Labor Day weekend coming up. Say thanks by subbing the Plaza Podcast YouTube channel. Follow C. Deary on Twitter, C. Deary 1999, Deary as in Dearly Beloved, and of course myself, MJ Govier, G-O-V as in Victor, I-E-R. Keeper Leagues. Now, you have conundrums. You have issues. You're thinking, what should I do? Should I keep this player or this player? And you have, in some cases, a full season's worth of stats to be like, okay, well, I've seen what I've seen from this player, but in other instances, they've been terrible, but then they've been good again, and then they haven't been good, and you're kind of sitting there saying, what do I do? Who's the real player? Will the real, you know, what do they say? The real uh, McCoy or the real Slim Shady please stand up? Isn't that what they say? Yeah, I thought you were just going to go to M. Right. So which is which is the player who you thought they were coming into the preseason or is it the one they showed you when they showed out and gave you nothing or they showed their ass and gave you nothing that's what i want to know so we're going to give you two sets here a one player and another player and we're going to decide which one you should keep and then the reasons for that okay two little mice fell in a bucket of cream <laughs> that's what this is we're calling this segment 
two little mice fell into oh, a bucket dear. of cream. So that's all it is. We got two little mice. So the first one I have for you, Deary, Brendan Rodgers of the Colorado Rockies versus Nick Solak of the Texas Rangers. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. Now, some of you might be saying, this is dumb. Neither one of those guys are keepable. Well, first off, it depends on your keeper setup, what yeah. type of league you're in. So don't give mm-hmm. me all the bullshit or be like, oh, that's stupid. This is a legit debate. Deary, what do you think here? You don't have to put any parameters on it. Just say if you had to keep one of the two, which one do you think you would keep? Oh, God, that's tough. Um, it is. So I'm just kind of looking at these numbers here. Once Brendan Rodgers started to get consistent playing time, he was pretty damn good. But it's just been back and forth of whether he's getting consistent playing time with the Rockies. I'd like to see more home runs out of him. He's batted 300 in the second half, but the second half – there's only been 56 plate appearances. Obviously, there's been some injury issues. There's been some playing time issues. Um, he seems to bat really, really well at home against left-handed pitching, which, you know, in that ballpark can be really, really enticing. I think he's a part of their future there in Colorado. And then you're going, oh, my God, I'm an idiot. I'm looking at Nick Solak's numbers. <laughs> okay. I am so – I'm an idiot. I got both these tabs up, and I'm on the wrong tab. I, I knew something was wrong because I know Brendan Rodgers has been playing consistently here. So, Brendan Rodgers – I wasn't even listening. At, I'm an asshole too, so look at me. Let's let's look at Brendan Rodgers' first first half. Bet at 261, 20 RBIs, zero stolen bases. You're not going to get any stolen bases out of this, this guy. You know, 20 RBIs, 12 runs, five home runs. 134 plate appearances. Second half, a little better. 294 average, which I really, really like. Uh, you know, only five home runs. I want to see more power out of this guy. He's played in 74 games on the season. I would have liked to have seen this guy play in 140 games of the season, but it just hasn't happened. Nick Solak was a guy that I was huge on coming into this season. Drafted him in many, many leagues, had lots of shares, similar to uh, Nick Senzel of the Cincinnati Reds. Guy came oh. out gangbusters in March and April. He was great. He had seven home runs. 14 RBIs, had a couple stolen bases, batted 293 in March and April, and then May hits. He bets 200. June hits, Mm. 207. July, 163. And then if you owned him and you picked him up here in August, through 35 at-bats, 39 plate appearances, 371. That's pretty damn good. Second half year, only 56 plate appearances. Obviously, he went had that DL stint as well, has batted 300. The strikeouts have gone down tremendously. So just looking at his last two months here, he has struck out, if you look at July and August combined, he only struck out 10 times in 78 plate appearances. In June, he had 82 plate appearances, struck out 19 times. In May, 123 plate appearances, struck out 29 times. He had even Mm. less in March and April, 112 plate appearances, struck out 32 times. So all he seemed to do was strike out in that first half. But in the second half, only only five strikeouts and 56 plate appearances. So he seems to have figured something out. I would have loved to have seen more stolen bases out of him. Um, I think Brandon Rogers is going to be my guy here. Uh, I like the fact that he plays in Colorado. He's finally going to be able to get some uh, playing time here. This guy was a number three overall pick here for the Rockies. They don't have much else. He's got second base, third base eligibility. I think Brendan Rodgers is going to be my guy. I think now it's tough because obviously you're asking us, why are we talking about these two guys? Look, if you're in a keeper league where you're keeping 20 players, 17 players, these are going to be those fringe guys where you have to make decisions. Obviously there could be eight, nine guys that are slam dunks for your team, but where you really win championships in your next year is you're projecting 
what might happen next year. And I think Brendan Rodgers, if he can, he, if he can bring up that walk rate, get that eye a little better and get to what he was doing when he was in the minor leagues, when he was able to steal some bags, looking at, you know, 2018 and double a ball, he had 17 home runs, 62 RBIs, 12 stolen bases, struck out under 20% of the time and batted 275. Those are pretty solid numbers through 402 plate appearances, 95 games. So split that in half, and you're looking at a guy who has possibility of hitting 25 home runs, getting close to you know 80, 90 runs, and 275. So 278 this year. I think Brendan Rodgers is on the on, on the on the come right now, and I think next year could be a guy who you're probably targeting a little later. But if you're in a dynasty or a, a keeper league where you're keeping close to 20 guys, he's going to be that fringe guy. If he comes out and has a breakout next year, you're going to look like a genius that you kept him. Mm, mm, mm. Well done, dearie. <laughs> it's not funny. It's well done. I agree with you completely. I think you're a wise man, but I don't agree with you completely. I just think your point is well done, but I have to take a different approach. Uh, Mike Steele saying here in the live chat, I haven't seen any significant prospects being called up except Kiebert Ruiz, which, yes, he's got a new bag in the Nationals dugout because he's no longer a Dodger. Mike Steele also says, Ryan looked okay today, but it was against the Cubs, and his fastball was 89 miles an hour. Ugh. Okay. that's Is that good? Is that bad? 89? That's it's not good, not, right? It's not, not blowing away, but he's also pitching against the Cubs. Who's Ryan? Am I stupid? Is this from the earlier in the show? I feel like a moron right now. We're live on the air, and I'm like, <laughs> what are you talking Ryan- about? Ryan... This chat, Ryan says, Ryan looked okay today, but it was against the Cubs, and his fastball was 89 miles an hour. Is that Kyle Ryan? He pitches for the Cubs. No, no, Ryan. no. This, this kid for, uh, was it Minnesota? I was going against him today. Oh, Joe Ryan. Yeah. Shit. Joe Ryan. That's right. I did. Oh, my God. Mike, I'm so dumb. Mike Steele, thank you for bringing that up. I forgot about Joe Ryan. I have not seen him all year because he hasn't pitched in the majors, but now he's up. That's great news. Woohoo! So hey, that's breaking five, news. Five innings, five strikeouts. I have him in a gave couple a, of... Give him a few runs, but... I was just bitching about DCs, but I have him in a couple of DCs. Now I can finally use him, and I really need him because I have, like, 10 injured pitchers. That's the other thing about a DC. All the injuries that happened this year, some <laughs> entire pitching staff's wiped out. Just entirely. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. No more DCs. Uh, <laughs> but as far as this, you know... Two little mice fell in a bucket of cream. It happens. Sometimes mice fall in cream. And between Nick Solak and Brendan Rodgers, dearie, you made a great case there. I think it's a toss-up. I really do. If you need steals more, if you're in a league, a roto league, it's a roto keeper league, I think I might go Solak there. Uh, otherwise, points leagues, uh, head-to-head, I think I'm going with Rodgers. The Coors effect, as you mentioned, although it hasn't been as pronounced this year. Coors. Which is interesting, but we won't go into that right now because that's just a whole nother segment. But I love Nick Solak's makeup, and I don't buy what happened to him he struggled. Shit happens. He's back now, and he's playing for the Rangers. And, you know, he's uh, he's been all right. He had a home run on, what was it, uh, Sunday, I think it was. And he's had two home runs since he's been back, I believe, which is good. And the Steels haven't been there as much, but he can run. So I think Roto, it's Solak. Otherwise, I might go Rodgers. But I think it's very, very tight. But I believe in both, Deary. I like both these players a lot. That's why I brought it up, and I think it's a fascinating conundrum between the two of them. Yeah, next year is going to be a real, real important year for both these guys to see if they're going to be consistent major league producers and fantasy players or they're just going to turn into utility guys. Mm-hmm. And Brendan Rodgers had a home run three RBIs today, so uh, 
He could hit for a better average, I think, than Solek, but I don't think it's by much. I really don't. I really don't. I really love Solek like you, dearie. It's it's going to be tough to move on from him, and I'm going to be stuck with those two guys for a while because I just love both of them. Uh, let's try the next one here. Jesus Azardo or Casey Mize? Now, we already, oh. talked about Casey, we already talked about Casey Mize and what you kind of made your point about it earlier in the show. For those of you that have made it this far, you already heard Deary's commentary on Mize. Uh, I will say this. Casey Mize wasn't my favorite of the trio, the triumvirate of Detroit Tigers pitchers that were coming up as prospects, but Go Tigers. he's really impressed me and surprised me. Scooble has impressed me the most, like you, I agree. But Mize's um, strikeouts is the main concern, as you said. And I've, Hazel Cesardo has a better strikeout potential. He also pitches for a team that uh, really knows pitching. Uh, mm-hmm. I think his changeup could be vastly improved and take it to a new level, just like they did with Trevor Rogers. They do it with Pablo Lopez. The changeup in the Miami Marlins is just a something they know how to do it there. They're the masters. And I'm going to go Hazel Cesardo here. I know he was so bad, but he also got hurt. And I would just, I'd just forget about it. Just like the Solak period where he wasn't so great. Forget about it. Forget about it. Shit happens. He's really starting to dominate now. His last outing, he was stupid good. He had gave up like one or two hits, had eight Ks. He is on his way to being Lazardo. This was a guy that like everybody wanted. He was like mm-hmm. the pitching prospect. And so is Casey Mize. He's the number one overall pick. So it is a tough call. Both teams are growing. Both pitchers are growing. What do you do here? If you're keeping a player between Mize and Lazardo, Deary, what do you do? Oh, so this this is interesting because I think Casey Mize is going to be a very consistent pitcher in this league for a very long time. He's probably going to pitch in this league a good 12 to 15 years, I think. As long as he can stay away from arm injuries, the guy's got the makeup to be a very solid number two, number three starter. I'm not sure he ever turns into a number one, but he's going to be here for this whole rebuild with the Tigers. He's a guy who's probably going to be winning double-digit games every year. Sure, he's not going to strike out 200 guys, but he's got good stuff. He's got really good command. He's probably going to hang around 3-2 to 3-6 for an ERA for a while. He's going to be very consistent, Hmm. going to be a nice fantasy pitcher for you. But I think just the chance that Jesus Lasardo with the stuff that he has, he just has incredible stuff, the the changeup, the slider – just going back, thinking of some of those first games that he's had at the start of the season where he was just electric through like three, four innings, striking people out. And then he would have this one blow up inning where he just couldn't get the ball over the plate. This guy has the stuff to be a top line fantasy player for you. Now, what concerns me is coming into next year. So, OK, he's pitched 66 innings between the two teams, obviously got moved over to Florida. How many innings is this, this guy going to be able to pitch next year? I mean, he's had arm problems in the past. He hasn't pitched this this year's the most amount of innings he's ever pitched in his career. And he's been, you know, playing pro ball since 2017. And he's at 66 innings. So are you gonna He'll be, be able 24 to, at the end of the month, too? Yeah. Are you gonna be able to see, you know, 130 innings next year? I'm not sure about that, but what I love the point that you made is he is in a great situation in Miami. We've seen what that pitching staff has been able to do under the pitching coach. I think the, the I think the Marlins had such an underwhelming season. I thought they were a team that were going to start to get it going, you know, a little bit before the All Star break, and maybe go on a run and start competing. But it just didn't happen. They obviously traded away Marte, and you know they got Lasardo now. I think Lasardo has better stuff than Mize to be a guy who could really end up being that hot button guy that like, Hey, I kept him or maybe I drafted him and he ends up being a frontline starter and a huge fantasy asset, but there's also a ton of risk there. 
Casey Mize next yeah. year, you're probably seeing 180 innings out of Casey Mize. They've done a great job limiting his innings, but he still ended up getting going to get about 160 innings this year, which is incredible. I did not think I was going to see that. So I think Mize is the dependable one if you're keeping him. I think you know what you're going to get out of him, but I think Lasardo could end up being that superstar, or he could be a total bust. So do you want to go with dependable, or do you want to go with a guy that could really, really change your pitching staff in fantasy? Woo! Casey Mize. You love Chris Fetter, though. I do, yes. Chris Fetter, pitching coach for the Tigers. Mel Stoudemire Jr., pitching coach for the Miami Marlins. But you believe in Fetter made, but you're still going Lazardo. I am going to go with Lazardo because when, when it comes down to me thinking of, like, specifically my own, like, I'm taking away, like, me giving advice to anybody else. I'm thinking of my own, like, obsession I have with guys that I always think are going to be the breakout. And I traded for Lasardo in the offseason because I thought this was going to be the breakout season. I knew I wasn't going to get a ton of innings out of him, but I was like, hey, I'm going to win the first half of a lot of leagues because I went after Lasardo. And then it just didn't happen. You know, <laughs> he, he didn't perform well. He went to the DL or the IL. Um, he's in, <laughs> now he's in a new situation. So uh, I, I think both guys have the opportunity to be very dependable for you next year. <laughs> yeah, man. Lazardo, everybody loves Lazardo. He has a very special arm, and he's a special talent. Casey Mize, the number one overall pick. I think it's a really fascinating and curious cop. If you have that keeper conundrum, you're in a good position. If you have both of them, then you could probably trade one in the offseason and maybe get a different position of need. If you have to make a choice between the two, I'm curious what you guys would do out there. Let us know. Plaza Podcast, two L's, two Z's. You can DM us on Twitter. You can talk on the live stream like Mike Steele is. Everything is in play right now. This is an exciting time. I'm really excited for the postseason, the offseason. Things are going to change, and we're going to have a CBA nightmare that's going to change the world, which we have to go through. Talk with Mike Steele here in the live chat about that thing specifically because he's asking about, hey, do you think we'll see some of these guys who didn't get called up in September break camp in early 2022? But we can't know that, right, because we have to have the CBA nightmare go down first, right, Deary? Uh, do we we still have to talk about this damn CPA nightmare? Can we just let me enjoy this Whee! last month of the season? Okay, fine. But that's what's uh, maybe that's it won't just be a reality. A you maybe can't we'll avoid it. A, maybe we'll get a Halloween treat and everything will be fine. Look, well, Mike Steele said, you think Witt breaks camp plus Seattle pulls a White Sox and gives a contract and he breaks camp for uh, Kelnick? Or you think he comes up in late April? I see, this is the kind of shit that's going to be CBA impacted. There's a reckoning coming, but we're not going to focus on it now, Mike Steele. I'm going to do Deary a favor because Deary <laughs> wants to enjoy the final month of the season and then the playoffs, and then there's going to be a reckoning after that. Just know a reckoning is coming. Steele says the thing is, lingers is, oh, the thing is, Kingery is not giving the Phillies their money back either. <laughs> Kingery? Yeah. Poor Scott Kingery. Oh. Scott Kingery had a chance to be good. He had a decent season. He hit 15 home runs, stole 15 bags in like 150 games. And it was sounds like Nick Solak. <laughs> oh wow, dude. That is some cold. Damn! Fair enough. Touche, my friend. Touche. I, I, I kept Kingery at one point. He was my 15th keeper. Yeah. <laughs> We've all been there, dearie. Trust me. I rode the Kingery train to the bitter, bitter, bitter end. I even drafted him a couple times coming into the season. Uh, Mike Steele says as well, the guy to target at a discount next year is Lindor. Okay. Well, we'll remember you said that, Mike. Remember you said that right here. Seriously, because if that comes to fruition, you're going to look like a smart man because that's a long, long contract. 
still ahead for Francisco Lindor in a Mets uniform. All right, let's get back to the uh, two little mice. What did, what did you have, a few drinks this oh, morning? Got, no. You got more? Ooh. I don't think I did, did I? Two little mice fell in a bucket of cream. <laughs> <laughs> How about this one? Jorge Polanco of the Minnesota Twins or Ahmed Rosario of the Cleveland Spiders <laughs> or the Cleveland Guardians now? Jorge well, we Polanco said a great second half. Jorge Polanco, who I, 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 I love. Disappointing first half. He just said how great his second half has been. And who, who was the other one? Rosario? Ahmed, Ahmed Rosario. Both okay. guys have had solid second halves. Rosario has come on with the steals, and he's hit for a little bit better average this half. Is this an obvious call, or is it closer than you think? Mm, it's probably Polanco for me. I agree too. I thought maybe it would be a little bit of a closer debate. That's all. I mean, I, I mean, just I mean, Polanco's got power. He's still going to give you double digit uh, stolen bases. You know, can bat two seventy five. I mean, just looking at his numbers, like his numbers still ended up being pretty solid. He's going to be close to ninety runs, ninety RBIs, and even thirty home runs. Like I think this is you know, this Polanco blows him out of the water. I believe. Oh, Med Rosario's hitting 290, though, and that's at almost 500 appearances at the plate. 67 runs. Uh, the steals are somewhat there. He's got 12 steals, so that's if, nice. If he turns into a guy that can hit 25 home runs, then this is a lot closer. No way. Yeah, that's not going to happen, though. Uh, it, it'd be nice if it happened, but Polanco's yeah, going to hit for a little bit more power. Mm-hmm. But they both can steal bags. 10 steals for Polanco, 12 for Rosario, and Rosario has the edge of the batting average. But Polanco has more pop, a 30 home run season. If he finishes this year with 30 bombs, I'm going to be even impressed by that because I did not expect, I liked him, but I did not expect 30 bombs from him this year. That would be really cool. I would love to see that. All right. Uh, I take Polanco all day, by the way. I want that on the record. Rosario's cool at times, but Polanco could do everything Rosario could do, basically. I really think Polanco could hit for as good as average as Rosario can. He's got the stick. And then finally, how about this one? This is an interesting one for 2022 keeper purposes. Noah Syndergaard, who's trying to make his way back. No. Because that's what... <laughs> I'll take I'll take anybody but Noah Syndergaard. So Noah Syndergaard versus anybody. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Name a player. Brady Singer. Ooh, Brady Singer. Why Brady Singer? God, he's another guy I was so high on coming to the season. I just don't know what Syndergaard has left, man. I mean, we we all saw before that arm completely broke down. That I mean, just pitching at that high of a velocity, you're always going to have arm problems. I don't know if he's going to be able to come back and still throw as hard as he did before. But there was a lot of inconsistency when he was healthy, you know, in that that you know the the last season that he was healthy is he, is he would have games where he'd strike out 11 13 11 to 13 guys and then there'd be other yes. games where he just had a problem and couldn't keep people off the base which was the issue that Brady Singer has had all season long you know Brady Singer all he's been doing is just walking people the strikeouts have been nice he's been able to put together you know, some decent strikeout games but I'm probably taking Singer here just because I think Syndergaard there's just way too much unknown well I if Syndergaard's healthy, he's recovered fully. I mean, he's a legit pitcher, and Singer's on his way. That's why I find this to be a f- somewhat intriguing cop because you got the guy who's been around. He's not done. I mean, Syndergaard's still got life left in his his arm. But yeah, I got to I got to see it. First. On the I, I mean, I got to see it first. If if we're trying to keep a guy between the two of them, I mean, obviously a lot has to do with the rest of your roster construction. If you have 
three or four other really solid pitchers, then yeah, take, take a gander and keep Syndergaard. You know, he's going to become coming back next year and hopefully he's healthy, but I still think there's just a lot of risk for a guy that hasn't pitched in two years. He just turned 29. Isn't that crazy? Ago. Isn't that crazy? Syndergaard. Yeah. I know. He's still, he was 28. He just turned 29 three days ago. Nuts. So he's got life left in that arm guys. So don't bail on Syndergaard. Uh, keeper wise versus singer singer is showing that he can strike people out. It's he's at right at a nine K per nine. So that's solid. That's rock solid for a starter. The whip is out of control, but he's also had a bunch of blow up starts. If you yeah. take away the injury and you start looking through the game log, you'll notice a lot of blow up starts that really implode the numbers for singer. So I would be a little bit more cautious of the numbers and the final overall total stats that you see from Singer. I will say this as well. He's got a FIP of 382, ERA 487. That's positive. I'd like to see that. And that does support a bit of what I was just saying. I, I think Singer in the offseason is going to work up on work on that changeup a lot more. And if he gets to a point where he's throwing that changeup, you know, 22, 23% of the time, and that ends up being a strikeout pitch more than that excellent slider he has, then he becomes a stud. Well said. Well said, dear. There it is. Two little mice. Two little mice fell in a bucket of cream. The first mouse quickly gave up and drowned. The second mouse wouldn't quit. He struggled so hard that eventually he turned that cream into butter and crawled out. That's amazing. Gentlemen, as of this moment, I am that second mouse. Oh, God, that's such a great movie. All right, there it is. Brady Singer's That Second Mouse. There it is. We've done the show, folks. It's great to be back on the air. We love you guys. We love connecting and talking fantasy baseball. So many thanks to all of you for watching us, listening to us, engaging with us. Plausible Podcast at ProtonMail.com. Plausible Podcast. Two L's, two Z's on Twitter, Utah. Instagram. Give me two. Uh, all your favorite social media platforms. Christopher Deary, C. Deary, 1999. MJ Govier on Twitter. And next week, we will do a show with Joe Gentile. My guy, Joe. He's a great human being. You're going to love Joe. He's been on the First Day Pod, but he's never actually been on the Palazzo Pod. So we're going to talk baseball with Joe. Uh, Deary, anything you're looking forward to as we head into Labor Day and September is officially here. Are you excited for the fall? Yeah, absolutely, man. This is the best part of this part of the year. I mean, you got football ramping up here. Uh, I'm actually excited about some NFL football. Uh, which I'm is really great. into football again, man. I'm, it's good. I know we've been yeah. through a lot. You've known me for a long time, so some people be like, "Dude, that guy fucking hates football." Those days are over, man. I changed. I've got you back. You can to change, things. Mox. Things change. I used to be the guy who had the Sunday ticket package every year, and I wouldn't leave the couch all Sunday. So yeah, yeah. I was a middle ground now. I don't have to be that guy, but I do enjoy the game. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm excited about football. I'm excited about these baseball races. I'm excited for these pl- fantasy baseball playoffs I'm going to be in, maybe win a little bit of cash. Ooh. Okay. Well, I wish you the best, Deary, and we're going to talk more about that stuff. Don't forget, uh, I'm over at Fantrax now. I'm going to be uh, writing my first article any day now, and uh, I will say no more on that. But go to FantraxHQ.com and check out all the great writers. So many wonderful people writing great shit. Check out the Triple Play Fantasy Network. Sub the YouTube channel over there. I got a video on Ramondre Stevenson if you're into fantasy football. I'm going to have another video talking more about, you know, three draft pick conundrums I've struggled with so far in my fantasy drafts. You haven't done a fantasy football draft yet, Deary? I did one the other day. He did one. Okay. I had, I had the 14th pick. Yay! 14, team, 14 teams. 
That sounds like the Novi League. Is it still alive? Yeah, it was the Novi League. I've won that league before. Yeah, yeah, I, I went out. I, I saw all those guys on Saturday. I won that league and I was kicked out of it the year I won it. <laughs> remember that? Yeah. What did I do? I don't remember. I don't remember either. I, all I remember was the year Jamal Charles went off, and those. I think no. I think you were kicked out the next year because of something that happened in fantasy baseball. No, I seriously, I won the league and I was kicked out. I couldn't yeah, I play next year. Yeah, because of something that may have happened in fantasy baseball, so then you were not welcome back to football. Hmm. Well, those guys are sticklers, man. You can't mess with those guys. They take their shit seriously, <laughs> and I do respect that. I always respect that. Uh, don't forget, we're going to be doing other stuff on this channel, so if you ever want to pop in and just look at other songs, other videos, we're here to help you. The Palazzo Podcast YouTube channel. Sub us. We're trying to get to 200 subs. Two L's, two Z's. Utah. 200. Give me two. It all makes sense. Uh, I think I've covered everything. Uh, there's one more thing. Dear your birthday present. We haven't hung out in real life. We were supposed to go to the Tigers game, yeah. but I ripped my calf, and it was just the day after I ripped my calf. I couldn't walk, so we can't. I'll see that. you at some point. Yeah, well, I got your birthday gift right here. I want you. To, I want to share it on the no, air before no, we go. No, not yet. Why not? I don't want to. See, no. I want everyone I, to see it. Not They're going to love I see it. You. Not until okay, I see fine. You. All right. Well, it's down here. It's on the floor right now. Okay. Not until, until then. I see you. Until that day we see each other in real life, I'm Michael Govier. He's Christopher Deary. Thanks, guys, for the interaction. Mike Steele, Stevie Johnson, everybody else who popped in, Richard Sands. We're going to get that trophy to you for the Plaza Invitational Championship. Overall title really soon, my friend. Remember, the show's presented by rotofanatic.com. Check out our new episode on the Rotofanatic content channel. And until then, we'll catch you on the flip side. From Chris Shelton to Regarit. These once promising names litter my mind. Right, lads. Now, I know there's not a faint heart among you. And I know you're as anxious as I am to get into close action. But we must bring him right up beside us before we spring this trap. That will test our nerve. And discipline will count just as much as courage. The Acheron is a tough nut to crack. More than twice our guns, more than twice our numbers. And they will sell their lives dearly. They mean to take us as a prize. <laughs> and we are worth more to them undamaged. Their greed will be their downfall. England is under threat of invasion. And though we be on the far side of the world, this ship is our home. This ship is England. So it's every hand to his rope or gun, quicks the word and sharps the action. After all, surprise is on our side. <laughs>